You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Robin Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right. Um... Actually, a lot to get to today. Not that there isn't normally a lot to get to. Uh, th- this is one of my favorite bits, though. It, you know, the the beginning of a show, which was so much to get to today. And there are days where there's not as much to get to, and it's just funny to hear people say it when I know that you know on a particular day, yeah, you don't really have that much to get to, buddy. But there is a lot to get to today, given it is October, and October is the best sports month of the year. You know, everything is going on simultaneously. Baseball playoffs last night. Uh, you have the Giants beating the Dodgers in game one of that series. Obviously, you, you've got um, the WNBA playoffs as well. Finals set there. You've got the NFL. Some news out of the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson could miss four to eight weeks. Heavyweight fight tonight. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. I'm excited for that one. Um, And we will start with the NFL, but not in the way I wanted to, to be honest with you. You know, like I just said, there's there's plenty of stuff we will get to. um, And I would rather get to. It's not like, this is not the kind of story I see and I go, oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, But I think it's going to be a big story. And therefore, it is what we'll be talking about um, to begin this here program and I I was kind of I was at my my son's practice yesterday and you know like I I work on putting my phone away because when my kids have told me daddy you're on your phone too much that's a good sign that you're on your phone too much right so I um I've made it a, a conscious effort to try and put my phone away in certain situations live in the moment and all that but we are all there. You've all been there. I'm sure you're at something and you're not totally locked in and you're scrolling through your phone, but you're also not really like actively scrolling through your phone either. You're just doing it because it's what you do. I, I'm hoping I'm not alone in that. It's just like a habitual. You just like start scrolling and a scrolling. And there was something that caught my attention and maybe go, What? And that was this John Gruden story. In case you haven't heard about it, because it was, uh, I mean, I, I think it, it didn't break until yesterday evening, a Friday evening, and that would be the kind of, you know, thing that would be easy to miss. It's also not digestible in, in two seconds, right? You have to actually figure out um, the, the ins and outs of the story. But essentially... John Gruden, one of his emails from, I guess, 10 years ago, uh, 
is now out in the public sphere because there's an, an investigation, an ongoing investigation into the Washington football team from then. And as part of this investigation, the it was it was a work it's a workplace misconduct investigation into the Washington football team. And I, I guess, you know, that the league is having to review seven hundred thousand emails or something like that. You know, crazy amount of emails as part of this investigation. And one of them happened to be an email correspondence from John Gruden to I believe Bruce Allen, who was running the football team at the time. And this was when I also think, if I have the timeline right, this was when Gruden was at, at ESPN as an announcer. This is obviously predating what he's doing right now. This 10 years ago is a long time. Obviously, you know, predating what he's doing now. But in the email, that's I guess, I guess that's the, the part of it that stands out the most to me or stood out the most to me that it's in email. You know, there's one thing when you see like uh, a report where so-and-so said someone said this or, you know, according to multiple people, someone said this. But it's written in an email. And and I think that is what's going to make this story stick a little bit. So Demora Smith, who is the executive director of the NFL Players Association, and there's been a whole thing going on with him and whether he would keep that job, wound up, uh, I believe, keeping it via vote last night. But this is we're, – we're talking um, a timeline when – there was a po- the possibility of a lockout with the NFL and and all that, and that's one of the the defenses I guess Gruden has has made for the the language he used or the phrasing he used in this email, but it was an insult to Demora Smith is is essentially what I'm getting to, and this insult to Demora Smith both called him dumb with a pun around his name and and this is the one that's going to to cause the problems um was insulting about the size of Demore Smith's lips and the description therein of of his lips and i i just read it and it's just it's ugly the the content of, of what Gruden sent um I was I was kind of surprised to be honest I mean I, I've seen him run his mouth on the sideline and curse people out and all that but just the direct insult and then obviously the the choice of words because we have to get to the you know crux of this um obviously Demore Smith is a black man and insulting or calling out the size of the lips of a black man can clearly be taking, taken as a, a racist remark. Or uh, I've seen the way they, they write it in all these articles, a racist trope. Um, I mean, I, I know that, right? Like, that's something I know. But it, nose and lips, you know, those are... 
based upon the uh, portrayal of African Americans in, in the, this country. In, in you know, they there was all these old cartoons and minstrel cartoons and 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 stuff like that, where it's it's ingrained in the history that that is you know something people said with racist intent behind it when it comes to appearance. And that's how I've seen a lot of the, the news stories phrase this. Now, John Gruden defended that aspect of it, saying that he's never been racist, which, you know, we always hear. But um, that's what he said. And he explained it by um, saying that he uses uh, rubber lips to describe someone who is lying. So I guess he is... He's insinuating by saying that in his response that he was calling Demora Smith a liar and not um, there were no racist undertones in what he said. That's going to be a tough sell, I think. I mean, I I hope I I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, right? Like that's just the way I am. I would prefer to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I also hate the practice of digging up old stuff you know like anytime somebody does something everybody goes and rummages through their old tweets or you know looks for for anything they may have done in the past to 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 tear them down uh to to quote-unquote cancel them or whatnot and i really i i feel like that's just an unhealthy practice it just it's just weird and unhealthy so in general um, I really don't like that. This is a little different here because these came to light through an investigation. It's not like Twitter went and found old John Gruden comments. And it's also different because just the, the, the tone of what he said. I mean, it, I my immediately read it. I went, ugh. You know, like that was my initial reaction. And there's been quotes come out since. Uh, John Gruden said, I'm ashamed I insulted D. Smith. I never had a racial thought when I used it. I'm embarrassed by what what's out there. I certainly never meant for it to sound that bad. The NFL, meanwhile, also put out a statement. The email from John Gruden denigrating Demora Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values. We condemn the statement and regret any harm that its publication may inflict on Mr. Smith or anyone else. The Raiders also put out a statement where they called the content of the email disturbing and not what the Raiders stand for. Demora Smith also responded, um, telling the, the Wall Street Journal who, who broke the story, This is not the first racist comment that I've heard, and it probably will not be the last. This is a thick-skinned job for someone with dark skin, just like it always has been for people who look like me and work in corporate America. You know people are sometimes saying things behind your back that are racist, just like you see people talk and write about you using thinly-coated and racist language. He continued and issued the statement to the, the journal. But this is not the kind of story, I think, that um, just goes away. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I tend to have a good sense of how things will play out. And I, I'm not even – that's not me even, like, personally saying anything. I'm just reading the tea leaves. I mean, the NFL had to respond swiftly. The Raiders had to respond swiftly. And this has just now hit the news cycle. Like, these type of stories get bigger sometimes as they they get going. And it's the kind of thing, and, and again, like I said, 10 years ago, I hate, I, I even hate the fact that something from 10 years ago would come up on anybody, right? Like, I, I don't like that as a, as a, you know, on principle. But despite that, the content of this is tough to, tough to get around. And, and I think it's going to be tough for the Raiders. Um, this is the kind of thing I think, you know, John Gruden is at minimum going to face disciplinary action for. And I think he could lose his job over this, to be very honest. I, I, if I had to predict, I do think it probably eventually gets there. And the people who may ultimately determine that are his players, the players on the Raiders. How they handle his apology, how they feel about what he said. You know, that's a locker room filled with a lot of black men, obviously. And there may be many of them, black or white, to be honest with you, but obviously, you know, there's the the racial aspect of this. But anybody could look at you sideways after you say something like that. And ultimately, I think how his players respond and how this makes them feel and the kind of things they say publicly about it or privately about it could determine Gruden's future or lack thereof with the Raiders. But this is not good. And it's in an email, which makes it even worse. Which makes it even worse. I mean, I don't pretend to be holier than thou. You know, I, I'm, I guarantee I've said things I regret. Uh, you know, I, I guarantee I've done things. I know I've done things. I don't have to guarantee. I know I've done things I regret. I'm trying to think of it. Actually, I can think of things I've said. Nothing like this, but things I've said that I wish I could take back, right? Um, so I, that's not about me, like, sitting on a high horse or, or being holier than thou. But I never said nothing like that. And certainly never put anything like that in an email. Which just plainly, it's, you know, there's no, he said, he said, there, nothing like that. It's, it's in plain type. And if there's that email, it means there's more emails too. So we will see how this story develops. But I was um, taken aback when I saw it yesterday. And, and I, like I said, I, I don't think this is the kind of thing that just goes away. The Raiders have a, a problem on their hands that they're going to have to deal with. And it involves their head coach. What do the Raiders do about John Gruden? 855-212-4227. 
855-212-4227, at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. You know, and it looked like they were finally getting on the right track over there to take in a couple of years. They're, they're sitting at 3-1 and one in the AFC West. Um, but will their head coach last the rest of the season? That remains to be seen. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. You can tweet at me about this John Gruden story we're talking right now. You can call in, of course, 855-212-4227. This can be a big story. John Gruden in an email, an email 10 years ago, but as part of a the the Washington football team investigation, um, he was describing DeMora Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association, one, as dumb, and two, uh, insulted him, his appearance, uh, by saying he had, in, in, I'm not going to even use the term, the, the exact phrasing, he used, you can look it up. I mean, it's easy to see it's in every story, but it, saying he had big lips, right? And obviously, I would think, I would hope everyone knew. Um, you know, one, that's going to be taken as racist just off rip, right? Uh, and that's the way it's been phrased in, in every story I've read. Um, and, uh, you know, one would hope everyone knew that that, that like, I guess the best defense is ignorance. You know, you didn't know that that, that he, like Gruden is saying, he, he called him a liar, essentially, is what Gruden was implying, that he calls liars rubber lips or something because they can't get the words out of their mouth. I, I forget the exact defense he used. But it just, it's beyond my comprehension that someone wouldn't know, you know, not to, to first of all, you don't say that about anybody. <laughs> this is not something you say about another human being, regardless of, you know, uh, what their makeup is, their background is, their color of their skin, right? Like, just, like, to, to be as insulting as he was. Um, we've all had bad moments, of course, but in particular um, about a black man, you know, the size of, of the lips being hearkening back to, to portrayals, um, racist portrayals uh, over the years, so... It's it's going to be tough to get around. This is going to be a big story. And the, the Raiders, you could tell. You could tell the NFL and the Raiders both knew that immediately. The NFL immediately put out a statement calling it abhorrent. The Raiders immediately put out a statement saying it was disturbing, I believe. Yeah, disturbing, not what the Raiders stand for. And this is not something that's just going to go away. And, and I hate... Look, I hate something from 10 years ago coming up on anybody. But this is tough. It's tough to get around this one. And ultimately, I think how Gruden's players respond could determine how far this goes. But I I believe at minimum, Gruden is facing disciplinary action. And I wouldn't be surprised if he lost his job over this. What do you think? 855-212-4227. I'll tell you somebody who's happy about it. Urban Meyer. That's the the only person who read that story 
and was probably happy about it. Get to his situation a little bit later. Let's go to Austin in Jersey. Austin, you're up first here on the Robin Ludberg Show. What's going on? Hey, Robin, how are you? It's been a while since we've spoken, man. What's good, dude? How are you? Okay, man, thanks. Pretty good. Um, I'd like to say that uh, there's so many things that one can read into this and, and can uh, extrapolate from this, but first of all, I, I, am, I am wary of, of the, the, the uh, extreme uh, problems with cancel culture, but a history is still a history, so you, you can't then say, because we question what people do in the past, especially when they say things that are so thorny, that we, we, we ignore that because to, to acknowledge it is to engage in cancel culture. That's too simplistic. Second of all, we all have thoughts around race. So for Gruden to say, you know, I, I, you know the, I, I never had any racial intent, but we all have these thoughts. But the, the reason then thoughtful among us think about what we're going to say before we say it or what we're going to write before we write it. So, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. One final point I'd like to make is, you very often have what I call the, the anti-PC police will say that this is what this is about. First of all, the, correcting historic wrongs isn't about being PC to begin with anyway. So that's a mislabeling situation. And those people are very selective anyway because when people then uh, challenge people like um, that baseball player uh, whose name I don't want to mention right now who has uh, said a lot of vile stuff and uh, is not likely to get into the Hall of Fame, they don't seem to have a problem with him. So the anti, the so-called anti-PC police, are don't have problems with all people. They're just very selective. Thanks, man. I'll I'll listen up and uh, you take care. Right? Yeah, I appreciate the call. No, I I think you made some good points there. Uh, there is a, there's certainly an anti-cancel culture sort of you know movement out there, and cancel culture in itself is just. Look, I, I can't take these daily controversies online. Uh, as Dave Chappelle said in his last special, he saw he was getting roasted on Twitter. He said, I don't care because Twitter's not a real place. I love Twitter, but there are these things on various social media platforms every day. Every day about like nothing. And it's just like, come on. This is what you're wasting your energy about? This is what you're angry about? And again... I hate the idea of something from somebody's past being dug up and thrown at them like, you know, a decade later. At the same time, with that point of view, going in with that point of view, I read those comments and I was like, Ugh! you know, and I don't know how his players are going to feel about that. I can't speak on their behalf or, or feel for them, but I know I felt a type of way as a white guy. I felt the type of way just reading the the use, uh, you know, the descriptive language and, and the verbiage he used. And in a, a locker room with, with a lot of, you know, black players, I, I, I know it's not going to go over well. Like, that's just the truth. That's a, it's not going to go over well, period. How poorly it goes over could um, determine... John Gruden's future there. But this is, yeah, it's, it's not good. Let's just put it that way. It's not good. Cliff in Toronto. Cliff, you're up next. What's going on? Yeah, morning, m morning, Robin. Listen, I think Gruden is going to find a few black guys, you know, who is, you know, he, who he was friends with to kind of vouch for him. I don't think the Raiders are going to let him go because 
he's what three years into a ten-year contract. I don't think they're going to part ways with him for that. But you know, I'm not surprised. You know, hearing this coming from John Gruden, because he's always struck me as somewhat, you know, somewhat immature. And as we see with some of these guys, even though they're older, your former president, classic example, making fun of a an autistic child. You know, Rush Limbaugh making fun of Michael J. Fox. So, it, it, you know, it's not something that, that you know, I find puzzling, put it that way. You know, these guys tend to operate like that sometimes. And uh, as far as Lamar Smith, uh, I can understand. Like DeMar, why, DeMar Smith. Oh, so DeMar Smith um, hasn't made the big deal out of it because – he saw him just the same way I saw it. And I, 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 I'm a black, black man, you know, I, and you hear these kind of things sometimes, and you just dismiss them and move on. Well, yeah, uh, I, I hear you. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, um, you know, as this story generates more and more steam. Because here, here's, like, me, like, removing myself from, like, the actual, like, opinion of it or even the the, the reaction to the statement just reading the tea leaves of how this will go down, there's a lot that they're going to have to, to juggle here because this is going to be really bad PR for the Raiders as it picks up more steam and more and more outlets talk about it. And then you have the internal situation with the players, like I said. And, and the combination of those two things is ultimately what will lead to the, the decision here. But you, you, you generally don't – maybe it's because they already had the emails from the investigation. You, don't, you generally don't see statements put out as quickly – as they were put out in this instance. And also, you know, I'll tell you, when when Gruden, it's not even just the, the racist aspect of it or the racial undertones or however you want to phrase it. Um, it's the fact that he called him dumb. It, there's a lot of irony in him calling him Demora Smith dumb, and, and I'll get to that coming up. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, the irony of John Gruden referring to Demora Smith as dumb is very, uh, very, pal- uh, you know, very strong. You look at uh, this email that Gruden sent. I mean, think about that email. One, it's just ugly, again. And that's the, the number one reason this is going to be a big story is just the ugliness of what he said. Um, but he put it in an email. I mean, my goodness. How dumb can one be? Uh, you could be hateful and ugly and rude and mean and racist or whatever. Um, and all those things are bad, obviously. And you shouldn't say those type of things. Just in general. Duh. But uh, uh, the gall to type them in writing. That, that's beyond, I mean, the whole thing. Uh, this is, this is bad. We'll see where it ultimately goes, but this story has legs. King Henry tweets in, I've seen tweets about Urban constantly, and I've only seen you comment on this. Raiders are 3-1, and then this will be swept under the rug. Not completely, but the tone will be hesitant about this. Well, a couple things there. One, People like John Gruden, they don't like Urban Meyer, right? Like that's 
that always plays into how things are received, the likability of the figure involved. People do not like Urban Meyer. They do like John Gruden. You know, they see Frank Caliendo's impression and all that. They remember Gruden from the broadcast, so they they don't want it to be. Two, it just happened. You know, this is not, you know, people haven't had a chance to talk about John Gruden. It's a Friday night news dump, essentially. So, trust me, people are going to be talking about John Gruden. Three, some people are uncomfortable with the topic matter here, especially white people talking about it, right? Like, uh, and I, I told you at the top of the show, when I woke up to do the show, it's not like I'm like, yes, I get to talk about this. I have to watch, like, I have to think about every, I mean, I always think about what I say, but you, you, you think I'm not thinking about every word that comes out of my mouth when I'm talking about a story like this? It's not fun, but I'm not going to ignore it because it's going to be a massive story. But, you know, that when you're, you're dealing with uh, something like race and something where there's, you know, he's trying to, to leave it to interpretation um, in saying that he – let me just – one time I'll say what he actually said just so you have the context if, in case you're listening – in, this is quote unquote from John Gruden. He said that Demore Smith had lips has lips the size of Michelin tires. Gruden is claiming that he used the term he uses the term rubber lips to refer to a guy he catches as lying. So he's trying to say that he he called him a liar. Obviously, one insulting anybody's appearance like that is just. Not necessary and rude and mean, but two, considering the depictions uh, of black people in this country, calling into question the size of someone's lips, a black person's lips, is taken as racist. It just is. I mean, it, I, that should be also like, I don't know how you couldn't have known that. So, to put it in an email, and again, I hate, I hate when things from 10 years ago, I hate it. I hate it when I see people dig up everybody's past and try and throw it in their face all the time. And, and then, like, all these, I, I call them, like, mini controversies that we have all the time, usually over nothing. But I don't think this is one of those. Because I saw this, and as soon as I read those words, I was like, ugh. Ultimately, I think, like I said, how his players respond might be the determining factor between whether this is a massive fine and a suspension or he loses his job over it. And despite them being three and one, I I really and, and you know, like I, I'm saying this not just this is not my personal necessarily like what I think I would do. That's independent. What I'm saying is. The way this is going to escalate, I think his job is not safe. I believe that. Let's go to Ramon in Indy. Ramon, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Well, how are you doing? Thanks for my call. And uh, as a close to 60-year-old uh, black man, professional, healthcare professional, who uh, just left a particular hospital in central Indiana where I was the only 
uh, black man in my department working. Uh, to be called dumb, I'll get to the lip stuff in a second. To, to be called dumb uh, or to be challenged intellectually, that just brings back more tropes than anything. My mother's an attorney. Imagine a black woman graduating from DePaul University in 1972 to become an attorney. Imagine that, people. For any, any white people listening, because you just brought up something great, it's uncomfortable for white people, and they got to start being more comfortable talking about this. Imagine being a black woman graduating from DePaul University in 1972 as an attorney, and you're fighting to get your first client because no one wants to trust a black woman in 1972 as an attorney. No one wants to trust her because you're taught to condition to either get a Jewish one or a white male because that's, they're more inclined to look better to a judge in the system. To call him dumb, any of us dumb, I've got more training and more certifications than the law can allow. I treat my people with humanity, dignity, and respect. That's what we're supposed to be out here doing. I don't understand why we can't treat people with humanity and respect and dignity. And I don't know the guy from Toronto. I've been to Canada a number of times, and I heard his comment. But we're in America here, and we've had some problems in the last five to seven, or even going back to President Obama's years with just being just downright mean to people. And so we have to stop this. I don't care if his heart is now, what he wrote 10 years ago is still in his heart today. And then, and, and that's it. He shouldn't, maybe he shouldn't be fired. His fines should be large, and he should be made to go in every urban area school because education is the best remedy, I think, to ignorance. So he should be go, made to go in every school in the urban districts around Vegas and sit and listen and learn and look at those children in the face and gain some humanity in themselves, because that's probably what's lost. He's, he's lost some humanity about himself. And then thirdly, why is it, I read that whole thing last night at work. He criticizes DeMarcus Smith because he said that he's... he's De- DeMarcus Smith. Criticized, yeah, DeMarcus, sorry. He criticized DeMarcus Smith. He actually thought he was the cause of the lockout. Why is it that... And Gruden's not even in a... a, a, a he's not, first of all, he's not a player at the time. I don't even think he's the coach at the time. He's working with ESPN. So why is it? Can you can you guys answer me this? Going out because when I was in college, we studied the the, the UAW situation and, and uh, Flint, Michigan, and stuff like that. Uh, that Michael Moore was there, and that's some deep stuff. But why is it that the workers are always jumped on when there is a labor management issue? When you read what he says about that, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's always the workers are jumped on from the media standpoint or from a public relations standpoint, and even the workers themselves, instead of the workers saying that, no, maybe management needs to be blamed. He's blaming Demir Smith for that situation. So it's just horrible all the way around. But as a, as a, a, a black man who I consider myself to be pretty intelligent, I treat human beings with dignity and respect. That's what we do in the healthcare profession of those of us who care about our profession, people. Dignity and respect is everything. Apply that to your regular lives and we have a better planet. Thanks. No, I'm with you. I mean, that's a hell of a last point. I mean, how could anyone argue with that? And that's part of it. Like, you know, just the um, the the just the tone in general toward another person, you know, in, in an email. Um, and I can tell you this: Demore Smith is not dumb. I've spoken to him, and and that is certainly not a word 
that I would use to describe him. Billy in Toronto. Billy, you're up next on the show. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Robin? What's yeah, up, Billy? Robin, listen, I couldn't agree more with the, the last couple of callers, but uh, I'm going to go a little different here, and uh, I hope it's, it's accepted and not taken the wrong way. Robin, first of all, the, the, what uh, Gruden said, if it's a one-off, I, you know, I'll leave it up to the players and, 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 you know, to decide whether he should stay. I mean, it's terrible, uh, and I'm, you, you better believe they're going to be digging up other stuff. And if we start to see that there was something said eight years ago, six years ago, two years ago, he's got to go. He's got to go, and it's as simple as that. I don't care. You know, I don't like hearing stuff that was brought up a long time ago and the guy's totally changed his ways and said, you know what, I messed up back then. I shouldn't have said that. That was, that was bad. But, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But, Robin, I, I, where I want to go with this is in the last, I'm going to say probably the last two or three months, and I'm a white male, I've been called white trash on two separate occasions. One of them, I basically saved the kid's life or he was going to get hit by a car. And his parents, who weren't watching, were nowhere near it. And I said, man, you've got you to watch out for your son. You can't be on your phone text. And, I, and I, got, I got that thrown at me. And then another time, a kid throwing all this food all over a parking lot so the seagulls could come. I said, young man, you shouldn't do that. I mean, you've got a 1,000 seagulls flying around here. And, uh, you know, they're going to get run over or somebody, somebody's going to stop to avoid them and get hit from and, and this And this wasn't a young guy. This was an older man and said, and said to me, uh, and called me that name. So I can fully understand, uh, and trust me, I've never had to put up with what African-American or Chinese-Americans have had to put up with. And I'm not trying to put me in the middle of it. But what really rankles me a lot in the sports industry, and it's, and it's usually by photographers, and they're usually white photographers, or not photographers, white uh, reporters, who try to be cool by saying he's a nerdy white um, uh, European, and that gets brought and that gets brought up a lot, and I, I don't like that. So I can fully understand what other people are going through. I, I don't to, to summarize it as best as I can. Let's just keep color out of everything, unless it's a racial issue and you have to talk about it. There's no need to bring this to ever bring up color to describe something. You never have to do it unless it's an issue that wants to be talked about, and this is an issue, and, and I get it. Uh, Robin, but, uh, you know, I'm starting to see just too much of this stuff. I thought uh, we were getting better at it. And in Toronto here, and I, I call Toronto, uh, the uh, most African-Americans just love Toronto. They love coming up here. They love this city because they think we are really fair. When you see kids walking down the street, it's, it's not four black kids or four white kids. or four. It's always mixed, a white kid with a black kid with an Asian kid with a South Asian. We get along great with that with that stuff but i guess my whole point to this is let's just keep damn color out of it and uh and like the last caller said the world's going to be a lot better place thanks well i i think it's not even about keeping color out of it it's just treating people with respect you know treating each other with respect and and having empathy for people you don't talk to people like that period right um but you, you can't keep color out of certain conversations because of the historical significance of it and the difference of it. Like somebody calls me white trash, shouldn't do it, right? But there's no there there's there's no history behind that. There's no you know uh, discrimination behind that that goes deep in, in into how people are treated and and even you know their their where they're at in in life. You know that's that's the difference. You know that. 
the the depictions uh, in, in popular culture, again, with the, the lips comment, like minstrel cartoons and the like, uh, obviously we know so many other things with, with the way uh, black people have been treated in this country. So the, the, the words, the, the discrimination, all that stuff has a different weight to it because of, of the history. But no, no, you shouldn't talk to anybody like that. Of course. I mean, that's just, I mean, that should be the, the giant does symbol. I, I, it shouldn't need to be said. And that's, I mean, part of what struck me about this John Gruden story is it's, it's not just that, you know, it's, it's two things. It's one, it's the, that he's just comfortable talking about somebody like that. And two, he put it in an email. I mentioned Urban Meyer before. Let me touch on, on that and what I think will happen there. But I want to continue to hear from you on John Gruden as well. 855-212-4227. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.